You're listening to a special podcast produced by UMFM 101.5 in partnership with the Winnipeg Folk Festival. Running Thursday, July 7th through Sunday, July 10th at picturesque Birds Hill Park, Winnipeg Folk Festival is a celebration of people and music that has been one of North America's premier outdoor music festivals for over 40 years. I'm Michael Elves, host of Thank God It's Free Range, and this episode spotlights Teke Teke. Teke Teke, a seven-piece Japanese psych rock group out of Montreal, drew acclaim for their debut album, Shirushi. Teke Teke will be performing at 8.10pm on Friday, July 8th at the Big Blue at night. For the full lineup, a complete list of set times, to purchase tickets, and for more information on the Winnipeg Folk Festival, visit winnipegfolkfestival.ca. Montreal band Teke Teke coming to the Winnipeg Folk Festival. Serge Nakauchi Pelche from the group joins me by phone to talk. How's it going, Serge? Very good, very good. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, yeah. I'm excited to talk to you. I, I was a big fan of Shirushi when it dropped uh, last year, and uh, I, I know folks will be excited to see you. This is one of those acts at the Folk Fest. I feel like you're going to be one of those discoveries people maybe didn't know about before they come to the yeah. festival, and then they're going to walk away from the festival being like, holy heck, did you see Teke Teke? Hopefully, yes. I hope so. Is that, I mean, is that something you've experienced as as a performer? Like, have you been on any bills where, like, you've surprised the audience? Oh yeah, I think uh, most of the time that's that's uh, how it happens, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, because we've been playing, we haven't been playing that many shows, uh, obviously because of COVID, mm-hmm. but. Um, Every show seems like a, a, a surprise to a lot of people, uh, a positive surprise, which is great. Um, but yeah, we feel like anywhere we'll play, we'll just bring in the same energy. And uh, and yeah, it feels like it's a nice discovery for people. Something new, yet like there's always a little something that seems to sound familiar to people in a way. Uh, maybe some elements of the music. Uh, a lot of people talk about uh, film music, or Tarantino is a name that we right. we hear a lot of, uh, in in people's comments. And um, so I think that it's it's kind of exotic, but at the same time, there are some elements that you know might sound a, a bit familiar. Just just enough for people to like, oh, you know, uh, hopefully get hooked on it. Right. Yeah, the Tarantino thing makes sense because, of course, he used Dick Dale pretty prevalently in like Pulp Fiction, and that surf rock is is something. That, yeah, yeah, and Kill you know, Bill, and that that definitely uh, 
influenced your influence, right? Because as I understand it, the band started as a tribute to Takeshi Teruchi, who himself yeah, exactly. kind of introduced surf rock to Japan. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, just right after the Ventures played in Japan, uh, that's when the whole uh, uh, electric guitar craze uh, started in Japan, and they called it Eleki, uh, Eleki music, which basically means electric music. And um, yeah, the first Teke Teke show was a tribute to uh, Takeshi Terauchi. Uh, um, that show was in 2017. And then quickly, you know, at the time we didn't know if it was going to be a one-off or, uh, but right after the show we knew we wanted to do more. And then the second, third show we started to, uh, we started introducing some original compositions and, uh, that got us even more excited. And, uh, and then we kept going and, and kind of moved away from, uh, from the covers and, and the music of Terauchi, but it's, of course, the influence is always uh, present. Now, I read that the the bandmates, not everyone had played together or knew each other necessarily before forming this tribute band. How did the seven of you kind of come come to work together? Like, how did, how did, I mean, obviously, if it's around that Terauchi tribute, that's how you came together, but, like, how did you kind of connect? Yeah, I, I knew everybody individually for having played the, uh, in other projects or um, collaborating on film scores or other music projects. And uh, basically it started with um, the trombone player, Etienne, and Ian, the drummer. Um, all three of us were hired musicians with um, with this rapper, Bugat. Mm, I know Bugat, him. Um, and uh, while on tour, we started talking about doing this tribute uh, thing, and then um, once we got back from tour, we just uh, I just actually I thought of uh, the other people that could join the band, and uh, Yuki I knew from uh, well Yuki and Maya I knew from from the Japanese the small Japanese community in Montreal, um, and Yuki had played some flute on the on a film score that I was working on, and. Uh, I was a fan of Maya even before uh, with her uh, uh, other projects. And then Mishka was just a neighbor in our John Space building and, you know, things like that. And then the music community in Montreal is pretty uh, small and tight. and Everybody knows each other or knows of each other. And um, that's, how, uh, it, that's how it happened. I just picked people and told them, oh, we're going to do this tribute thing. You want to want to join in? And uh, and then that's it. And then it's weird. It's one of those things you, you, you don't know. You, you just try something. And then uh, right after the first show, we knew that, you know, the, the, the chemistry of these seven musicians together, uh, it was really happening and, and exciting. So uh, we wanted to do more. You mentioned the small Japanese community. As I understand it, maybe your your parents' music might have played an influence. That this is some absolutely hundred percent. Because I was born in Japan, my mom is Japanese, and my dad is uh, French Canadian. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, well, he met my mom in Japan, and 
basically the music, the first music I heard was uh, coming from them, and it was a mix of, you know, British bands, the songs, the Beatles, the Kings, and all of that, plus the music of the same era, the 60s, 70s, but from Japan, and and some um, singer-songwriters from Japan, and so it, you know, it's it's really a mix of all that, and it's the music that had the most impact uh, on me in my life. And uh, yeah, hundred percent, take it, take wouldn't exist uh, if it wasn't for my parents and what they they gave me. You know, did did they have some Aleki records? Like, were, were there artists that you listened to? Like, did you listen to Terachi in the house when you were growing up? Not when I was growing up, but other artists of the time, and um, but mostly more like ballad stuff and really uh, like pop. But pop music in Japan in the sixties and seventies was like it, it, it sounded kind of happy, but the lyrics were really dark, mm, <laughs> and yeah. uh, uh, I didn't know that at the time, but uh, I discovered that later. Um, but some of the arrangements and the music on those albums were really uh, similar to uh, what was happening with Eleki too, like the guitar and and, um, and just the production. Right. Now you mentioned after playing the Teruchi show that you decided like there was there was something there and that you guys wanted to pursue it further. In terms of you know coming up with the Teke Teke sound. Did you guys ever have like a concrete discussion about like this is kind of what we're aiming for, or did that like just kind of come through playing and and messing around? Yeah, no, it just happened um, very organically, and um, that's how things happen with Teke Teke a lot. Like we don't force anything, or we don't really we don't really put things into word. We just and just kind of uh, go for it, and 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 we feel it when it's it's right for the project. And um, I think also the range is pretty large. Uh, when when we started writing our own music, that's when like uh, a much uh, well a lot of doors opened, and uh, it felt like well we could just do pretty much anything we wanted. Um, but at the same time when we had that feeling that uh, this was a ticket ticket song, then uh, a lot of times, you know, some of the original ingredients uh, stayed and probably made it sound like our sound or whatever. But it's very abstract. Even now, working on the second album, the next album, mm-hmm. um, putting the elements together is like, it's very hard to explain, but if if it's off and we don't, feel like it's a Teke Teke song, like we know it pretty quickly, but it, it never really happened so far so much, like, uh, even if it's like a mix of everybody now, a lot more than Shirushi, because Shirushi, I came up with a lot of the ideas, and then we, we work on the ideas together, but this time it's really, uh, from from the start, we're really like, you know, getting more uh, ideas from everybody, and um, in in that sense, I think it's even more teke teke. It's just that teke teke is a sound that evolves, of course, and and uh, we're interested in looking ahead and really moving forward. So, yeah, that's that's the sound. 
So you brought the songs to the band on Shurushi then? Yeah, a lot of them. In terms of working with band dynamics, you know, like you, you're bringing it to six other people. How how precious are you with your songs uh, when it came to that? And, and how much kind of did you have to like let go of them in some way once once you brought them to the rest uh, of the yeah. band? Oh, I, I, I had to let go. And I mean, I trust everybody in the band and it's not going to be a band unless I, I let go and, and let everybody in and and have their say like that that's how it is uh, for me personally coming from like uh, a background of like you know I work on film scores and things like that too so um, it's easy for me to get attached to a certain form of structure and but um, it's something I, I just worked on and and uh, it's really it's worth it it's very hard at the beginning but then when I let go and you know, I have to do that because uh, everybody needs to be able to connect and find their, you know, their their find their uh, connection with the the song and the idea. So, um, and then it always it's it always gives good results. I'm always really uh, happy and kind of blown away by by the final results and then going back to demos or things like that just to hear uh, how the, the ideas were at the beginning then you know I realized that uh, it's uh, it's just so much better with everybody's uh, inputs so mm. you mentioned working on film scores uh, having uh, some creative control and then having to kind of be subservient to the director's vision or to you know the editor and the producer who also have mm. a say in terms of like how your music fits in the overall picture like did that sort of psychologically prepare you for being a bandmate maybe yeah um yeah i thought about that um and uh but the thing is when i'm working on a film score i know right from, like i I'm, I'm there for the director and um, he or she will decide. And, uh, I just have to follow them, and it's it's different, I think, with the band. And it's um, uh, feels like we're working very closely, and uh, it's not really like it's going through some kind of filter. It's it's more like yeah, let's get everybody's ideas, and let's find a way that everybody connects and. And we're all, you know, on the same uh, on the same page with every single idea. And it takes more time, and and it's not always easy, but it's it's definitely worth it. And and I think that really gives the sound uh, of the band. Mm-hmm. Now, when you guys recorded Sarusha, did you give some thought to like how these songs would play live? Like in terms of, you know, were were you thinking of it as an album, or were you thinking of it as songs that were going to end up performing? Um, a bit of both, but we have been playing most of the songs on Shirishi. Um, we have been playing them live. Mm. Uh, and then the album versions are like, they're kind of different. Uh, if, if I go back and listen to some shows we played, uh, the songs were always kind of different and evolving. Um, but I think for us, it's always important to have the, the songs first and to have played them and to capture that energy and to have that on the album. And then in the studio, you just, uh, kind of have the, the extra, uh, 
uh, you know, the bonuses that you can add in production-wise, and that's kind of how how we see it. And for the second album, it's a bit different this time. We we just uh, recorded half of the album so far. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them we actually all of them. <laughs> I don't think we've ever played them live, but um, we'll probably end up playing some of them live before the album even comes out. So um, and we recorded them live to uh, all in the same room and. So uh, yeah, the live aspect and the energy of the the live performance is uh, is key in in our sound. The recording of the of the new album live, the ones that you, the songs that you've done so far, was that intentional, like to capture a certain energy, or was there like any other considerations? What what prompted that? Yeah, I'd say it's mostly because uh, of the energy, and to us, it just feels um, for this project, anyways, it feels like. This is how we want the music to go on the album. We want to capture like a good performance, a good take, and we feel more connected if we're all doing it together, as opposed to you know track by track. Um, uh, yeah, it's just uh, it fits with our style, I guess, or with our sound. It's there's just that extra um, energy there when we capture it live, and. It's it's always nice to listen to it after and say, "Oh yeah, this, you know, this was the take, and everybody was on the same page and feeling good." And you know, it's that kind of project. Some some other projects are, you know, it's they're very cool and sounding great, even if they do it track by track. Uh, yeah, was Shirushi done live off the floor like that? Uh, not all of it, but. Um, most of the songs, yeah, or or like we would record all together, but have like the trombone and flute uh, in a booth isolated, and then you know if there's some parts there that because it's always kind of tricky with the trombone and flute, um, uh, but we get everything uh, laid down first, and then if something's uh, some things need to be fixed, then uh, we can always go uh, and and punch in or things like that, but. No, as uh, as a whole, um, the the core is um, recorded live. Right. Now, uh, looking ahead to your your folk fest uh, gig, like, are you just guys going to focus on stuff from Shrushi? Are you going to give us a little taste of what's coming on record number two? Mm, not sure, but um, mostly Shrushi, and then uh, we'll see about maybe a track or two from the the next album, but. Um, haven't decided yet sure enough um yeah. i i'd read an interview you guys did uh before going to south south by southwest and yeah. mentioned some of the stuff you were listening to uh yeah and so this based on the timeline it would have been before you went into the studio for num- record number two you mentioned jerusalem in my heart soon's yellow magic orchestra goblin voivod fugazi uh does this stuff seep in to the the sonics of of what you're working on do you find that like what you're listening to impacts what you're creating oh yeah yeah in a in a very subtle way like um you know i wouldn't be able to put my finger on uh like a a very um precise example but um i think because it's just the music uh that's the music maybe that more recently 
uh, have been in rotation uh, either in the van or whatever. Everybody's really into all kinds of different music and uh, but personally, I think yeah, like it, it, you know, it, I think uh, in general bands, uh, all bands are kind of in a way some kind of tribute uh, to to what the musicians in a band um, have listened to uh, throughout their lives and uh, and and you take something and I think music was always like that. It's always kind of a tribute in a way, but uh, the the interesting part is when you kind of do your take on it and and, and tweak it and bring it somewhere else. Uh, so I would say yes, all of that music for me, you know, a band like Soons or Jerusalem in my heart, when I hear their music, it's just such a beautiful artistic statement. Um, like, I, more than anything, it motivates me to want to, you know, do something like that and have a, uh, and create something that's um, uh, artistic and, and, and fresh. Mm hmm. I'm catching you while you're on a little break after doing some recording. You're, you're, are you listening to anything, or are you taking a break from music altogether while you're taking that break? Right now, I'm not listening to anything. I think maybe uh, uh, I'll put some jazz playlist when I'm cooking, hmm. uh, but I'm kind of giving my ears uh, a little rest. Sure enough. Uh, well, before I let you go, Serge, I want to get you to pack, pick a track off Shirushi that we can play for listeners and if you have a reason why you're picking that song or an anecdote about it we'd love to hear that okay um i think i pick uh, the song make you and uh i picked that song because uh i think all of all seven members of take take kind of agreed once uh well we were asked that question once uh you know which out of uh, the nine songs on Shirushi, which one would you uh, pick if you had to uh, pick one that um, one that uh, represents the band or the sound of Tiki Tiki? Mm. And we all agreed that Make You was the one because uh, it basically has, I think for a listener who, a uh, first-time listener of Tiki Tiki, Make You has uh, almost, well, all, all the elements, um, uh, you know, the energy, the the, the melodies, the, the trombone uh, craziness, uh, the the wide range of different vocals from my, uh, I think, make you has like all the ingredients uh, to the Teke Teke sound, um, at least for that Shirishi album. Mm. Uh, so yeah, make you would be the one. Well, we'll give that one a listen. Uh, Serge, thanks very much for taking some time out of your break and uh, looking forward to seeing you at uh, Birds Hill Park for Winnipeg Folk Fest. Yeah, we're so stoked to go uh, to Folk Fest. Yeah, thank you so much, Michael.
Michael Alds, and you've been listening to a special podcast spotlighting Tech A Tech We'll be performing on Friday, July 8th at 8.10pm at Big Blue at night at the Winnipeg Folk Festival. To hear more featured artists, visit umfm.com and be sure to visit winnipegfolkfestival.ca to get tickets to this great event running July 7th through 10th at Birds Hill Park. <laughs>